0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Under 12s in Scotland could sit to be banned from heading the ball To protect them from dementia James Tavernier faces a short time out As Rangers get their Scottish Cup campaign underway tomorrow And tough but not impossible Says Ian McCall as Partick Thistle prepare to host Celtic I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Well loads of talking points as usual Gordon But I think the main ones will be the Scottish Cup weekend Um you know the fans I don't think the fans particularly like the winter break I think the players enjoy the time off but to start back with Scottish Cup a wee bit of old fashioned Scottish romance I love this uh, round as a player um, and it's always intriguing to watch so um, big teams in action couple of tricky ties in there for another couple of big teams and thoroughly looking forward to players it. coming players going Scottish Cup ties Gordon big story um, which we'll touch on as well with regards to the future of our game and the way that our youngsters play it so it's all happening as they say yeah it's all happening looking forward to it it kicks off tomorrow night Gordon with Rangers taking on Sunra Ibrox you would expect Rangers to cruise through into the next round be interesting to see the team that Steven Gerrard puts out there no disrespect to Sunra obviously but I don't think MD gives them any chance it's all about a payday but it's a romance of the Scottish Cup uh, it's a cup that I used to love playing in unfortunately lost two finals I think Mark's got a few winners medals in there yep. 14 years ago 14 years ago, I was just looking there that uh, Mark Wilson signed with the beloved Celtic. And the winter break what, is today? No- 14 years to 14 the day. 14 years to oh, the day, it, Gordon, yes. I didn't know that. You're keeping things for me. That's not a yeah. good start. And also, the winter break's not finished for everyone because somebody gets on that <laughs> big. <laughs> Parathon budget tonight And they're away to Dubai How how are you two feeling? It's a bigger night for you two Than it is for me I am eventually Getting the holiday That you may remember Was cut short Due to the old appendix incident You then had to come and do The next week's show From my living room And this is it We're giving it a second go tonight And you two Mm. Have an empty Later on tonight I am And I'm not kidding on about this I think you, you you think there's some sort of secret plan I am leaving later on Before mm-hmm. the show finishes And you two are on your own Yeah and we're looking forward to it We've already got the car out And the pizza's organised And uh, the shoes will be off And we'll be uh, I, I still think you've I'm got serious. some presenter I'm, Coming I'm in deadly There's serious. no way you're going to leave us two in charge <laughs> Seriously What are we going to do? Oh, don't don't you worry Don't you worry We'll have it in hand I'm looking forward That's to it That's a ridiculous this. idea Yeah it's brilliant Nah, there'll be somebody. There'll be somebody in the hot seat. There'll be us. We'll be in the hot seat. So please get your calls in after half past seven to oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. He's been practicing. There might be no job for me to come back to. Anyway, let's get stuck in in today's big football news. He did get the number right actually. So please do get your calls in right now. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Well done. Or on Twitter. At Clyde SSB Because there is a lot to get our teeth into tonight I'm going to kick off with What has clearly been the biggest News, sports story Doing the rounds in Scotland today I know for a fact Every football fan Has an opinion one way Or the other on this one So don't be shy Give us a call right now Scotland could soon become the first Country in Europe To ban young footballers From heading the ball During training sessions Now you may remember a few months ago We did a show Which covered the fears over links Between football and dementia And this is now Accelerated a bit It could see new rules Coming in for under 12s 
in the very near future Now for what it's worth The United States actually do have a similar ban And have had it for a couple of years But Scotland would become the first European country To impose such a restriction Before we delve too much deeper What's your initial reaction when you heard that today? Um, well, look, I, I'm going to be honest Yeah, initial reaction when, when I first heard that I thought it was for 12 year olds and, and up But, you know, having heard that it's up to the, the age of 12 I don't know I don't know how much difference it would make to the game So I don't think it's it's a great issue I think you can you can get away with it um, I think the, the level that the kids play it uh, at that stage of their lives The pitches are all very small It's very tight You know our coaches are trying to work On probably a better style of football Than probably I played when I was that age You know it was I was about getting the ball from the back to front As quick as possible I think we're slightly different So um, I think it could work um, I don't know how that would impact In, in a player's later career I don't think it would um, You know impact our career In a a negative way going forward for 12 to say 16 um, I don't think they would lose too much in terms of if you like head in practice because I don't think there's a lot to be improved at that age so I think it'll work and you know it's it's encouraging to see the SFA taking positive spe- steps to to address an issue that's very much current in our game just now Yeah I, I totally agree with it I think that uh it's good news. Uh, anything that can help certainly is worth a go, Gordon, just now. It's obviously been researched as well, and the proof is out there. Uh, up to 12, I think that basically, in my opinion, young kids should be learning the basic skills of you know, passing, controlling, and working as much as you can with the ball at the feet. Obviously, after 12, yes, football, heading is a part of football. There's no doubt about that. Um, and there's certain ways that you can, you know, look at your training regimes to to cut out the amount of headers because in the old days, and and I was involved in those old days, and when the, that old leather ball and the minute it gets so wet, to header it was really it was a sore thing, and if it caught you in the wrong part of the head, let me tell you, it really made you dizzy, and and I grew up with that, and at times years gone by, and I know that. You now look back and, and and science that proves it was totally wrong. You were heading medicine balls at times for training and stuff like that, you know. And it's absolutely ridiculous now to see what's um, going on. So no, I'm all for it. Anything that can help, and especially the, our younger guys growing up in today's world. Just a recap of how we got here. You may remember, and we did it on the show in October. There was a report by Glasgow University uh, that found former professional footballers. We're three and a half times more likely to die of a degenerative brain disease Now the link to actually specifically heading the ball is a bit more difficult to establish That research hasn't been done yet But for whatever reason, and I think most people with a certain level of common sense can join the dots There is a link between being a footballer and having an increased chance of dying from a disease like this mm-hmm. So... I'm certainly not a scientist You two certainly aren't Mm. I think it's safe to say That it's probably heading And not taking throw-ins That does it to you So so that's the sort of The the sort of mindset Behind it So this has prompted those Who run run Youth Football in Scotland To issue guidelines To remove heading From certain training drills And now a ban Across the board For under-12s Looks set to be imposed uh, Going forward So you've heard what Mark and Gordon think I know there will be So many different opinions Out there So let's hear from them What do you think? Do you think this is a good idea? Does more research Need to be done first? Would you do something different? 
Let us know 0141-951-1025 John is a Celtic fan First up What do you think of this John? Hi Gordon Gordon Mark Hello Hi, John I, th- I think it's fantastic news Gordon Music to my ears See that Banning the kids From heading a ball I've been thinking about this For a long time I'd actually take it further I would actually Put it to the pros To wear the headgear I know You think uh, I know some goalkeepers Wear the headgear or Whatever Right but you can still direct a ball with these these these, these uh, head mask things on. They're thin, but they're cushioned. I would I actually think there's a lot to do with, with the ball heading the ball. We've all played football, right? But and sometimes you you do a ball. You know, like it, it can be sore things like that. The heads, the skills not to be. It's not made to be taking blows basically. And that's why boxers or the amateur boxers wear the headgear. No, it's news. I'm fantastic news tonight to hear that that the kids. Don't hear the ball, and again, I would actually take it to the level. Do you know what I mean? Interesting that John says that about the professionals because there are clearly no plans to do that. I mean, that's when you're into the territory of really changing the the dynamic of the game forever. Um, But you can totally understand why people might see this as as a first step. So if you're talking about a minimum impact, you don't think under twelves because they play seven sides and it's small sided games and you, you don't think that that would have a major impact, but it might be it might be the first step because what if research then progresses from here and finds that there's a, a stronger link between heading the ball and degenerative diseases? It, you know, it could be the I first step. I'd be curious to find out why it's up to under twelves. You know, because it is limited how much that they head the ball anyway. You know, I, I would say from probably your twelve to your sixteen. Is it most you'll head it? Probably because mm-hmm. you're you're being moulded into a player and heading like heading is an important part of the game. You know, it's a big part. You know, I, I know the game is different in our country. It's not root one as it was maybe 30, 40 years ago, but it's still a big part of the game. So why pick the under 12s? I, I, I'm curious to that. Well, I think, what, I'm not, I'm, by the way, I don't know if there's probably a medical reason as well, but it is worth bearing in mind, and I think there'll be some callers who shed more light on this. That is roughly the age where you move to a, a full sided game. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. So um, I think, I mean, that's, it seems like a sensible time to do it. To, but to ban it up until then. But then you're, I mean, you know what I mean? Then you're going to be heading a ball from 12 to your my age. You know, so that's that's surely where yeah, the most well, impact yeah, is. Ultimately, you have to start somewhere, don't you? You're not. Yeah, you, uh, uh, people are already a bit shocked and, and perhaps wary of this ban being across the board. So maybe, mm. you know, baby steps. Yeah, well, listen, it's, it's something. John's suggesting about the headgear. Now, and anyway, not, children's it's, skulls are probably not formed as, and like I say, I think everyone listening knows I'm not a doctor, and you two mm. aren't. But, but you know, the, is the, John the, talking about headgear for professionals? Professionals. Yeah. Now, I, I think if that did come into play, it should be optional. You know, like like football. Football is optional. You know, you you choose to play that. You choose that for your profession. Um, where we're now getting to a stage where we understand the risks, and I still mm. think that should be optional. But headgear. Like we've seen goalies wearing it Yeah but the problem yeah. is now the, This study comes from dealing with a generation of players Who who didn't Who know didn't the risk. know Yeah 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 I understand that But going forward now yeah. y- You know this is going to take years Gordon Before we see the effects of this Sure This John, impact John the fact that it is proposed for simply under 12s at the moment And I know you say you would take it a step further But just for the purpose of the discussion Under 12s Do you, do you think that has any impact on on the, on the football development or the way the game goes moving forward? 
I think you made a good point, Gordon. I think the, the kids are still developing and their skills, etc. I'm talking about in their head, the skill <clears throat> is still growing and developing and getting harder as a as a bone structure, etc. But no, I would love to see just one one professional football player, one pro coming out and wearing headgear in a match. I would love to see it happen. And if any guys are here listening and if they think they could do that and, and see that they did decide to do that. Listen, Gordon and <clears throat> Mark, if you turn up in the dressing room this afternoon, listen, Gaffer, uh, I want to wear headgear today because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, uh, sometimes I can sore heads, go home or whatever. I want to wear this headgear. Would they have any objection? And if they did, where, where do they go with this? Because I know, I would love, I would love to, uh, to, 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 to protect yourself. Yeah. Doing that. I mean, I th- to be fair, I think you, you would have to first establish whether that would make any difference. Yeah, and yeah. I get John's thinking. You probably would. You add that yeah. a, a layer of protection, but if it's not going to make a difference or it's going to have a minimal impact, then you wouldn't. You wouldn't bother. But again, a lot of this is at the early stages of of research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, Gordon. It is early stages. We have to really find out what's going on. John was talking there. He, he put it over to the boxing amateurs wear the headgear, but when it's professional fights, they don't. So. I think John's right if, if someone turns up in a dressing room If I was a manager of a football club now In these modern days Years ago if, you, if you'd have even mentioned that You'd have probably been thrown out of the dressing room Right, that's how ignorant we were to the, the fact of this And you've got to see we were ignorant years and years mm-hmm. ago to this So nowadays if someone turned up And they said look I feel for my own safety that I want to wear this, then I think that managers and coaches and and people that own the club would encourage that. Thank you very much to John kicking us off nicely. He's all for it, but I know this one splits you right down the middle. So give us a call with your opinion, 0141-951-1025. Stephen Gerrard says it's important something is done because of the undeniable link with dementia, but he's not sure a blanket ban is the right way to go. He says maybe a change in equipment could help things going forward. It's certainly something that uh, I, I back in terms of the dementia and, and the seriousness of it, but I think there's there's ways that you can do it around banning heading totally for, for under 12s. I used to love heading balls from probably the age of four, so I wouldn't take it away from them completely because they're watching the heroes every single day on the TV, heading, scoring goals. But there's certainly things that you can help them with in terms of maybe making the ball smaller or lighter uh, or doing heading in a different way. Uh, without using uh, the, the heavy case balls for sure. The numbers are, are, are scary, they are alarming. Um, that's why uh, I, I agree in, in the seriousness that it's getting taken. But I, I, I also uh, think that we can do it in different ways uh, without using your normal match day ball every single day throughout the sessions when we're talking about these babies or under 14s, whatever number you want to put on it. We do certainly need to help them and support them for sure. You can still have them heading balls and the technique uh, and the timing of going to jump, what positions to attack, but you can maybe help them in terms of the lightness of the ball. Uh, you know and I know, you've got sponge balls, you've got volleyballs that wouldn't have the impact that maybe a normal case ball would have. So we as a football family, we all have to analyse what's the best way because we don't want an effective development, but we do need to take it serious because the numbers are too high. Scott's in Paisley and Scott coaches young footballer Scott so I'm wondering if you can tell us a bit about your own experiences and what you made of that news today yeah I just I coach uh, boys up to about 10 years old 2009 uh, the boys are born so uh, we we just we try and uh, we don't encourage them to head at it we don't discourage them to head at it but obviously now this uh, ban is coming in it's just how you police it that's the kind of thing as well 
you know, how do you police them? You stop them during a the game? Do you give a foul? Do you do you, dis- do you disallow a goal during a game? Our games are uh, 20, 25 minutes a half. Uh, so it's just how do you, how do you, what do you do as a as a coach as a referee? Uh, right now we have no get referees. We are playing seven aside. We move into nines. Uh, come uh, after August. So it's just that kind of question How yeah. do you police it? I mean I, I do get that Scott Because everyone who's involved in the game Will be thinking along the same lines But ultimately is that stuff not a small price to pay? You know I'm pretty sure we can quite quickly come up with a system Whether it's a drop ball or a free kick the other way That doesn't sound to me like it would take much to implement So a very small price to pay for what could be a, a massive impact going forward Oh yeah without a doubt I totally agree with that You know uh, I think as the boys are obviously grown, as you say, their, their skills aren't maybe uh, as hard as they should be. We have now, we're practising with size five footballs as well now. We used to be size fours, so we are going up a size uh, to get used to the boys for when they go to nines. We're not officially playing with nines, we're only playing with four, fours, but there is an increased size of ball. So the weight is obviously going to be increased as well. So these things, I, I think, it's, as you say, it's just... Uh, Simple wee things like that That need to be ironed out I'm not sure Scott If there are many Under 10s That are encouraged To play the long ball And play off a, a flick on From a big target man I, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine so But might it also encourage The more technical side of the game That we, we just forget about it As being an option And we start getting the ball down A bit more No yeah We we always play it For the back We try and do it With the tri- triangles You know play it Either Down the, the wings Back inside To your midfielders And then back out and then cut it across. We never try and get them to play high balls. You know, it's uh, right now it's kick ins for shy. They're not allowed to, there's no throw ins. Uh, so we don't encourage high balls in, if you know what I mean, for anybody to head of the ball. Uh, but we do want to kind of practice. Uh, nice football for and the that, back. That's what I was going to say, Gordon, and this goes back to what you guys opened with. Maybe the actual impact Maybe the, the sound of it Sounds more dramatic Than the actual impact Because I, are, are there 10 year old Seven aside teams out there That are You know Strikers and defenders Going up mm. and, and, and competing for big long balls it, it probably doesn't really happen anyway So how much do they, How much do they really Header a ball within a game I think training is perhaps Where this is going to be focused Because you would do A lot more heading And training Than you would in a game mm-hmm. Yeah well You would do it as part Of your warm up as well As part of a skill you know, you start with the passing on the knee or to the head and stuff like that. I, I, the, the hardest bit about this, Gordon, is not putting all the rules in and saying, right, we're going to ban. You imagine, we grew up as young kids, and I heard Stephen Gerrard saying there from the age of four, there was nothing better than a diving header. You know, a score with a diving header, and you, you, it was a massive part of the game. Even as a kid, you love to header a ball mm. because you watch a football where it's, you know, matchy day or games, whatever, live on the TV and the header and goals and whatever. It is part sure. of the game. It's okay to say just now, and Scott's quite right, well, we build from the back. There's different ways of football because sometimes you watch teams, the, the mm. quality, sometimes, like Liverpool, for instance, best team in the world just now. And I watch them sometimes going direct, boom. That long ball up the park And we've just got to be careful Yeah I don't think that it's 
Heading, heading, heading for the young kids. I think it's more yeah. development, but we can't take heading out the game. I mean, you say there's nothing better than a diving header. If you found out that those headers were killing you, there'd probably be a lot better than Valley. it. Just follow, it. just follow it in. That's, that's why the cup final I scored my nose. I thought <laughs> I'll keep that away from my head. Uh, Scott and Paisley, thank you very much for giving your insight. There is an SPFL club who's already implemented this, getting a bit ahead of the curve. We're going to speak to their chief executive next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking at the big story today at the moment, which is that Scottish FA could be moving towards a ban for under 12s heading the ball. This is after studies linking playing football uh, with dementia and such things. We're on the phones taking your opinions and we're also on Twitter as well. Uh, lots of interesting stuff coming in there. Kevin McCauley says, Gordon, it's not just the impact of heading the ball that it helps and addresses. It reduces the risk of kids clashing heads and sustaining head injuries, challenging for headers. I remember back 35 years ago suffering concussion through a head clash at age 11. United Sports thinks it's great news. Safety first. Also hopefully improve the technical player by focusing from a young age on control, ball mastery and the basic skills to the foundations of a well-rounded young player. Um, Alan Fleming has got a slightly different take. Alan says, My dad has frontal lobe dementia and never played football for a team when he was young. So I don't see how they're linking this. Uh, Alan, I'm not entirely sure that's the point. I mean, there are... Other, it's not the only way of, of getting dementia you, you you can get dementia without having yeah, played football course, yeah, yeah. It's, it's about flipping it the other way And trying to prevent it Because there is an undeniable link between the two So uh, hopefully that goes some way to answering it Now, I did say just before the travel That there is one club There are many clubs I'm sure But one in particular Who got themselves in front of this a little bit And have already introduced something similar I'm pleased to say Stenhouse Muir Chief Executive Jamie Swinney uh, Joins us on the line Jamie how are you? Thanks for joining us Yeah I'm good thank you Good thank you So Jamie just give us a little bit of insight Into what Stenhouse Muir have done And, and perhaps why How you arrived at this decision Yeah of course So last year we decided As, as the research was you know, um, I think the initial research actually came from Stone University several years ago uh, And it started to suggest that Potential correlation uh, and subsequent research since then has has you know starting to show there is a link. So so we decided that we felt for for our youngest kids, you know the the ones up to twelve year old, we felt that you know the priority must be to safeguard their well being, and heading in the younger age groups at four aside, five aside, and seven aside football is not a it's not a major part of the small sided game. It certainly becomes a, a more prominent part in eleven aside football. We just felt that it was it was the safest thing to do and it was an opportunity to to make sure that there um, any potential link we were hopefully addressing that by banning it in, in training. Did you seek any further advice on it? Is this on anyone's advice in particular, or did did you or someone else at the club just look at the study and think, right, well, that's good enough for us? Yeah, well, actually, back when back when Stone University uh, carried the study out, uh, I worked at Port Farley Academy at the time, and we decided even even then, uh, based on the first the first study, uh, three or four years ago now, to actually uh, to to um, put a not a not a, a definitive ban on heading in the academy, but we decided to say that rep, you know, repetition, repetitive heading drills under under the age of twelve, we, we asked the coaches not to do them. So anything that was just constant heading of the ball, we said we don't think it's necessary at ten or eleven year old. So we asked them to you know to, to stop it now. Obviously within the, within the training environment, there's still going to be the you know times when a kid heads the ball. But what we are what we were asking our coaches to do, and what we've now done at Stennis Muir, is just to say. 
don't do repetitive heading drills, keep the ball on the ground at set pieces and limit as much as possible the chance of a kid heading the ball on a regular basis. What sort of reaction have you had then, first of all, from the young players and maybe even from parents as well? Because I'm sure uh, there were quite a few differing opinions swirling around in this issue. I would say from, the, from, from our parents and coaches, it was overwhelmingly positive. To be honest with you, a lot of our coaches are also, you know, dads, um, which is quite similar to, to a lot of, you know, uh, youth, youth football. So um, a lot of the, the coaches were, were in full support, um, and, the, and the most part, the parents were in full support as well. For the young people, um, because because heading, as I say, at younger age groups isn't, you know, isn't something you're practicing a, a, a lot anyway. So it wasn't a drastic change in, in what we do in our training. It was just making sure that, that there wasn't that rep, uh, constant repetition of heading and that set pieces, etc., kicks from the goalkeeper were all just taken out of training. So it wasn't a huge change. A lot of that we were we were encouraging anyway in terms of short free kicks or short corners and the ball getting played out on the on the ground from the goalkeeper. So that so it wasn't a you know transformational shift. But what we are hopefully doing is safeguarding any possibility of of of, of that you know being an issue for a young person as, as they get older. Stephen Gerrard, we heard a clip from him at the start of the show, Jamie, suggesting that he thinks a, a, a ban as such has its own detrimental impact in the game, but potentially looking at it with different equipment, with a lighter ball, with a smaller ball, is that something you, you've implemented or something that you would be interested in looking at? Yes, we have, and, and back at the academy, that's also what we did. We, we, we have softer balls, so from a technique point of view, young players can still work on the technique of heading because it absolutely is it's a technique it's an important part of the game um, and we don't want them to lose out on, 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 on developing that technique um, once they go into the adult game at you know, 11 aside um, under 13's up the way then, then obviously heading's part of it um, and it becomes more and more prominent as they get older so we certainly don't want to remove that technical aspect of the young players development so we have introduced opportunity for, for, for players to use softer balls Okay, Jamie, thank you very much for explaining it Much better than, than uh, we yeah. c- could possibly have done Because that's a working example And it's it's been implemented already Jamie talks about overwhelming positivity from parents and coaches The impact not being as big maybe as people fear People think this is you know changing the game forever But like we touched on earlier Really? Ten-year-olds, nine-year-olds, small-sided games how often are they heading the ball? Why are they heading the ball often if, if that is the case? And then what you have to do, as Jamie says, it's actually about the, the training. It's about the repetitive nature yeah. of it. Yeah, because and back in, I'll keep harping on about it, Gordon, because it is, a, it is important. Back in our days, you were heading the ball constantly in training. Um, you know, it was a massive part of the game. Uh, as I said earlier, even at the warm-up, there was a lot of heading involved as well because you look at football and those days... It wasn't all that, you know, it was long balls and header and 90% of the ball was up near. So well, it's different now. I'll tell you what, Jamie, if you can just hang on the line for us, because I think Ian and Stuarton might have a, a question or a point which you will be able to contribute to, no doubt. Ian, what's your, your take or your query with this sort of thing? Hi, good evening, panel. Hi, um, I'd, I'd coach a 2011 team, um, and one of the things that, now, I, I do agree with it should be now regulated or reduced because because obviously the studies that have shown I watched the programme that the BBC done with Alan here a while back um, but one of the only concerns is, is that see when a wee boy's playing football if the ball's in there they'll go to head of it you know and that's one of the things that I have seen um, my son and my nephew play in the back garden every day and one of the things that they do is punt the ball to each other to head of it and no matter how much I tell them not to do it they do it so the only thing that kind of worries me is, is that, you know, 
what you do see wrong with kids doing is when the ball's coming to them, instead of attacking the ball with their forehead, they, they, they drop forward so the ball hits the back of their head or the top of their head, which, you know, is, you know, MD has played football when the ball's coming out of the sky and actually top of their head, that's where you get the sore head from. So the only concern is, is that, you know, stopping it completely could potentially, you know, put them actually at risk of not not knowing how to head the ball properly and hurt themselves further. And what Stephen Gerrard said, you know, was a great point of using, like, foam footballs or sponge footballs, you know, to to do the technique of softer balls. You see what the panel think of that. Yeah, let me let me put it back to, to to Jamie. And by the way, Jamie, I don't mean to have you as the as if you're leading this thing and, and you're you're the one to answer all the the problems or questions. But what do you make of what Ian had to say? Do you recognise some of those difficulties? Yeah, I absolutely agree with Ian. I think <clears throat> I think I think there's there's probably two parts to it. Number one is the game itself on a on a Saturday. So the, the games that take place on a match day uh, under sevens, eights, nines, tens, head them will always. There'll always still be kids heading the ball because you can't eliminate it completely. You know where, where a kid you know naturally goes and decides to go and head the ball. So so that part will probably probably remain, and I, and, I, and I think that it'd be very hard to remove it completely. So there is there is that aspect. Secondly, like we've touched on 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 the developing the technique of heading, I absolutely agree with you that they still have to get the understanding of how to head the ball with the correct part of their of their head using their neck muscles, etc. And, and as they get older, then obviously being able to jump and head the ball as well, which is another difficult technique for younger kids. So I think that, that there's, there's two parts to it, as I say, and, and um, we'll never remove it completely, but by reducing the repetition and training, I think that's probably the main the main area we need to look at. That sounds then, Mark, listening from Ian's experiences or Ian's concerns and Jamie's experiences, that actually the thing with the equipment could be a really important thing to, yeah. to focus on, whether it be the weight of the ball, the size of the ball, because mm. that you know that then would in theory I don't know exactly but in theory would provide children with that skill set with those techniques so that it's not like you're 11 and a half you've never headed a ball in your yeah, life and then yeah, on your yeah, 12th yeah. birthday someone fires a size 5 <laughs> mitre at you and you're <laughs> yeah. expected to clear it up you know yeah of course they, they, they still have to have some knowledge of, of what the full entire game's about no doubt about it if these kids are 12 and then go into you know, bigger size games and have never headed a ball. It's a huge part of the game. Football's a reactive sport and the ball, especially in our country, will be in the air for large periods of that game. Now if if you're going to that level, that could that could limit your, your rise, you know, from say twelve to fifteen, you know, because you're missing certain parts of the game, certain elements of the game. So if there's a way of getting the equipment, you know, softer uh, and and you know had less impact uh, on the head. Then perfect. You still get everything that's that goes with becoming not professional football, but everything that comes with developing into a footballer. Where you go from that youth stage, a seven aside to mm. to full eleven. Yeah, because it's perhaps worth bearing in mind something we do lose sight of, and I I completely get why. But there are a lot more young players. Play football than just the one percent or whatever that go on to to play in our Premiership mm-hmm. or in our SPFL. You know, you try to look after a lot more people than that. So, as much as you completely get, Gordon, people don't want to see it have a detrimental impact on the game. This is about this is about priorities. This is about people's safety. This is about people's lives. Mm-hmm. And if you can reduce it in any way. Oh, surely you do it. You do that first, and then you worry about oh, what happens if the ball gets kicked at their head. You know, do they move out the way? Is it a free kick? Is it a drop ball? 
Surely this stuff's small time compared to potential gains. If you can reduce the risk, yes, you're 100% right. I think you've got to worry about that first and foremost. And then we can fill in the blanks after that, Gordon. Um, There'll still be a way to, you know, work in to practice your heading because Matt's right, heading is a part of the game and it always will be. Some players have made a career out of it and actually turned into an art form. Some people are absolutely brilliant at it. This Mm -hmm. is not about, you know, big guys just... Putting their head in the right direction Hoping it hits it Some people are You know Some of the most famous goals Ever scored Are, are headed goals Headed and are, goals yeah Are brilliant uh, in their own right Yeah people have made a career out of it And they'll come out and say that um, But First and foremost If the research is done And we can help in any way Especially with the younger kids Growing up Then we've got to sit up We've got to take this serious And we've got to find a way I like the way Stephen Gerrard's Come out there And he's talking about You know softer balls Or whatever And you don't need to be Heading the ball In every training session You can limit that as Mm -hmm. well But there's still an art To playing football And playing football There's heading involved Jamie and Ian Thank you very much For both your insights And your experiences It's 01419511025 It's the perfect time To get in touch actually Because we're going to get Some travel with Stephen And we could be speaking To you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard The big story dominating the show so far Is the potential ban on heading the ball For under 12 So many different opinions coming in Some very insightful opinions as well I must say So please keep them coming on the phones uh, And on Twitter I'm just thinking though Mark Did I Did I mention yet That I, I caught Gordon DL Eyeing up a new sport This morning oh, caught, him, he caught him in the act Oh, oh yeah Not be the first time So The Glasgow Warriors Were training indoor At Ravenscraig Ah right okay That's yeah, local yeah. to me I was going to the gym uh, I looked through the big window And I see the silver fox There standing arms crossed On the touchline almost No way As if yeah. he was one of the Will coaches you? Right involved <laughs> you, you, Did you, you enjoy can, it? You, oh I loved it you, It's great to see these boys working I've got a good I've got a, a lot of good friends With the Warriors uh, What as of today? No 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 I've, Name I've, one player uh, Leon Nakarawa that's the one he was really impressed with yeah. when I walked in. Le- Leon and I uh, get back. Do you, do you want to know the, the truth? Of, do you want to know the truth about it? Is uh, though what? he thought he thought he was called Macron till I pointed out that was just the name of the, <laughs> <laughs> the sponsor. That was the sponsor across the back of the shop. I turned around, big family. That. <laughs> All the brothers play But Big Lee and I go back uh, He Uh, he, he actually was with the Warriors When I used to follow them And uh, he left to go to race on Left to go to who? Racing Racing? Racing You've sort of butchered the pronunciation But that's fine You're you're not entirely wrong Yeah and then He had a few By the way he's been Olympic gold medalist Never in Big Leon (laughs) He's been on Wikipedia Exactly, he was standing next to someone who was telling him No, 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 Anyway, back to heading the football <laughs> all right, If you don't mind uh, Jordi Gaz says I get why the ban will come in However, I don't see how it develops youngsters as a footballer When they're older How does it help kids when they turn pro? Also, if a ball is whipped in from out wide or way back How did the youngsters deal with it? Says Gaz uh, But Ryan Rido Crawford says Banning heading is a win-win It keeps the kids safer Keeps the ball on the deck My 13-year-old boy Lennon Got concussion last year And spent the night in hospital Good move Ever did you have a, Any head knocks or anything During your career Mark? Um, in terms of head knocks Head on head No really But in terms of concussion Yeah I got <laughs> Actually The space of a couple of weeks Once at Barrafield Somebody had a shot During training uh, it comes right off my head for five yards 
And instantly I didn't know where I was Turned to I think it was Darn day at that time Where am I? He says What are you talking about? We're middle of a training drill here Tell him he's pelly I, I says, uh, I, yeah, I, says I have no idea what you're talking about I don't know how I got here Sent mm-hmm. away to the dock A couple of weeks later We're playing against Aberdeen at Pataudry Last few minutes of the game Or the last 10 minutes Somebody hits a shot again Off the back of the head again And I play at the game I think Kenny Miller might have scored a couple And we win the game Sitting in the dressing room I think it was Steve McManus I turned to And I says What was the score in the game? And he burst out laughing And he went What are you talking about? I said I have no idea How I got How is the game finished? Had no idea What was going on It was the strangest Oddest feeling The doc comes over Obviously a delayed concussion From the last time And He asked me a few questions I said I have no recollection Of starting this game What happened in it? Nothing And they obviously You know Took precautions right away Took me to hospital Brain scan And you know It came back clear It was a, a mild concussion But it was this Odd Odd yeah. feeling uh, To be in Ugh, Struggling here Because it's clearly not a subject You should joke about But no. there's clearly one in there About you know How Papach felt now Etc yeah. But I, I won't Four, go there Because uh, very serious 14 years ago very To the day Celtic fans point. didn't know How we got there Did I tell you that? So I'm scrolling Through Twitter and uh, I see that our pages put that on uh, You know 14 years ago 2006 Mark Wilson joined Celtic Not too popular nowadays <laughs> But he has scored against Papa I thought what kind of write ups that That's not very Listen, complimentary Compared to some of the stuff I see about uh, you in Twitter That's, a, that's, a, glowing, that's a glowing report uh, Trust me Not too uh, popular now Brilliant eh? Right let's speak to Stephen in Milton Hi Stephen Hi how you doing first time caller Alright Stephen What made you call this I take it this is just in a, a subject That's got everyone going And it sort of hooked you in tonight I just uh, Obviously I seen it on the news This morning um, But I've, I've Obviously been thinking about this For a couple of years um, It's all It's all to do with NFL In America Like the concussion lawsuit Anybody know what I'm talking about Stephen guys, Unbelievably At the last break And I didn't know what you were going to say I just asked Gordon and Mark If they had seen the film Concussion with Will Smith And that's Mm. about as far as my knowledge of it goes So I sort of looked into it a bit after that Um, I'd recommend it by the way If anyone's looking for something to watch I've not even seen that to be honest I've uh, just seen this videos on YouTube myself Just watching things Um, Obviously I used to watch a lot of wrestling All the wrestlers get concussions and all that But that's that's another thing But it's really to do with NFL uh, lawsuit in America I think it was 850 million That the, the, the NFL had to actually pay out to ex-players That have been found to uh, have dementia Heat trauma uh, All sorts of different things All linked to being obviously bashed in the heat By other players and things So it's all really knuckling down to this And we're sort of baby America So up in America day We obviously usually be next after it um, And I've been thinking this has been a good idea for years And I've actually been arguing with my dad for it for years uh, I tell them that this is probably going to happen um, Even in the pro game it, it should happen And I watched that Alan Shearer dem- uh, Dementia documentary That the previous caller was talking about uh, The balls weren't they actually even found to be that much heavier When they're wet They were a wee bit heavier I think it was like two or three yeah. pounds heavier But they're no super Everybody thinks Oh the balls back in the day I mean they use, obviously they're, they're heavier than new But it's no too much of a difference that's, um, that's very true Stephen And I'm, I'm very glad you raised that Because it's an excellent point that, that we hadn't raised yet If you remember back When we did this on the show in October I think it's Dr Willie Stewart Who led the study at Glasgow University It was almost like the first question he was asked Yeah but hold on Players years ago played with a heavier ball And he actually He kind of laughed and he said We've got a bingo card we, we knew that would be the first question And he said that actually The official weight of an association football Has never really changed 
over mm, the years amazing, yeah. However Stephen on the line Does make a fair point Of course the old ball Would be more susceptible To soaking up water And would then therefore Become heavier But at a sort of dry Natural state The weight of the ball Actually isn't that different So For anyone out there Who thinks This generation will be fine Because they're not heading The same ball It's actually that, That's not particularly the case Is it Stephen? I'm going to like it Including my father And guys on the panel And It, it is going to It's going to obviously Radically change the game but it's got to be done And I'd say maybe I don't know I'm just guessing But within the next 10 years Or something like that It's got to be done It's just It's got to be What is it Three, three and a half times more That people have been fun To have head trauma And dementia And all that sort of stuff yeah. I used to be a carer as well I've seen people Obviously I've cared for people That have had things like this And for he being a ball It just it isn't going to add up Do you know what I mean? I think that's That's it in a nutshell That is mm. really it in a nutshell From I think Stephen summed up the way a lot of people feel about this No one's pretending there aren't um, Concerns, if that's the right word Or queries or questions about how it might impact the game But they just all seem like really small prices to pay For, for a, a greater good, do they not? But it's, uh, it's good about the education as well, Gordon Because I've been in football all my days And I started off And I, I, I was the same I thought that nowadays the balls were lighter Than the years gone by when I played but you're right, they're probably the same way. The difference is then they held the water. And when it was raining, my God, you felt that that was a ton weight that you were heading compared to today's obviously modern day equipment. I'd, where Stephen's saying it'll come into the professional, I don't think it will. I think heading will always be a part of football because I think that that is a massive part of the game. Uh, I don't think we header the ball as much now Because I think that the modern day football game has changed I don't agree, I don't agree with that The header as much uh, Obviously we play a bit more on the feet But everybody headers the ball Just as much as any other time I mean it's, it's football it's, That's part of it But it's yeah, ultimately, like the main part of my point That I've even said yet Ultimately, <laughs> your feet's no designed to header a football it's just no. It's like jelly in there. Obviously, it's it's rotten every time. Every time you're doing that ball, it's going to. It's it's no design to heat the ball. So you it's think in ten years' time, Stephen, uh, that it'll be banned from professional football heading the ball? As much as you don't agree, and my dad doesn't agree, and some of the old timers or whatever, mm. it, it's going to have to because there you're saying. Right, we'll just like continue to heat up the ball, and we'll just continue mm. to let people get get things like dementia and whatever else. See, this it's a sport, it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. Obviously, everybody wants to win the league, you know the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's no worth the damage that it can do to you. That's why the the, the tiniest thing they can do is to, the, the smallest thing they can do is to ban it in the twelve year old to the new, which is brilliant. So that's just going to go on for there. Because when you're up to your 12, you're a sponge, your brain's still a Wayne's brain, obviously, you're a Wayne. So the older you get, the more trauma you're putting on that, obviously it gets a bit stronger than that, but you're still putting the trauma. Mm. It's going to change, and within 10 years or so, obviously all the football and FIFA and all that are not going to want to do it, because it's going to completely change the game. But you've got to be honest, you're going to have to do it just for the people's welfare. Stephen, a very, very interesting call and the first time we've ever had the pleasure of hearing from you as well. So don't be a stranger, give us a call back anytime. That was Stephen in Milton. Just before we move on, something I wanted to remind you about. I'm sure you all know the transfer window is well and truly open. Well, now you can swap the sofa for a game. Thanks to Clyde One Super Scoreboard and Ladbrokes next week. 
You can play Ladbrokes transfer window For the chance to win a pair of tickets To an SPFL match of your choice You can go and see Mark Wilson's breaking You can go and see someone in the top flight If you would rather now You can win with Clyde One Super Scoreboard And Ladbrokes.com But please do remember To gamble responsibly Time for this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the pundit time, it's your chance to win yourself a signed ball, but only if you come on here and you get more football questions right than Gordon DL or Mark Wilson. Now, I know that sounds easy, but it's not always as easy as it sounds. So if you want to give it a bash tonight, 0141 951 1025, and you have to call before 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Not for much longer, though. This is about as nervous as I've been. I don't get nervous, obviously, doing the show anymore because, you know, you get used to it. But in the not too distant future I am out of here I'm going on holiday tonight And you two Will be left in here To your own devices I'm just looking again At the number of flashing buttons And levers And everything else in here That you could potentially touch I'd I'd be looking at Glasgow Airport If I was you just now I've got a bit of a plan Where I'm going to I'm going to try and keep an eye on you For for part of it But there there will be a point That you've got an empty Quite simply Well we're good at that We're used to that sort of situation We can rise above anything. Well, listen, that's that's the challenge. <laughs> you leave it to me. Martin. He says that with such confidence. <laughs> you leave it to me. You're You're that's <laughs> the challenge that has been laid down to you. Uh, a bit of breaking news just before we go on to beat the pundit. We don't always do this, but Celtic have made an agreement to sign uh, Ivorian midfielder Ismailia Soro. So there's one to add to your transfer window comings and goings. Celtic fans, you can let us know what you think of that. Is that an area you feel needs strengthened? Uh, and you Rangers fans, you're up tomorrow night, of course. You're playing against Stranraer in the Scottish Cup. James Tavernier, some injury news regarding him. He's going to be out for a bit. Who should take his place tomorrow? You tell us. 01419511025. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash it is beat the pundit time And le- got to take your hat off to producer Andy Who's just provided me with the most boring stat I've ever heard in my life We've got Gary in the Gorbals On to play beat the pundit How are you Gary? How you doing God? Now producer Andy tells me You're the third Gary to take part in beat the pundit this week uh, <laughs> Me either I don't know You'll Hope, sleep, hopefully, you'll sleep well hopefully, tonight um, Hopefully it's going to be good then However I thought, I thought I read somewhere that Gary was sort of fading out I thought we were getting less Garys So maybe we're bucking Aye. the trend if we've got three Gary. in one week <laughs> Still awake after that brilliant start that producer Andy gave us Yeah, yeah, yeah but Unbelievable and but other, Did other two win? No, I don't think any of the listeners have won this week have they? No oh, so, Ga- sure. Gary <laughs> in the goggles the conversation's better from 20 uh, past 7 man. than the Gary It's the Chat. man Listen, we, that's, that's interesting to no one else <laughs> Phone Gary. back half seven, we'll continue <laughs> this conversation Right Gary, enough about that I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads, you are up against Mark Wilson And if it's tails, you're up against Gordon DL And it's tails It's Gordon DL up against Gary from the Gorbals So I'm going to give Gordon some clay two to listen to And that way Gary, he cannot hear your answers He would cheat if he could Uh, Right, you've got 30 (laughs) seconds Head to head with Gordon You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep Who was Celtic's manager immediately after Wim Janssen? Uh, Joe Vingloss St Johnson's Ross Callaghan has joined which Scottish club on loan? Dundee What is the name of Dundee United Stadium? Tanvice Who did Lauren Shanklin score his first Scotland goal against? 
San Marino What was the final score of last season's Scottish Cup final? 2-0 uh, Who did Rangers sign Jamie Murphy from? Uh, Motherwell What is the nickname of Airdrie? Airdrie Onions, what's the nickname? Uh, the Diamonds Okay oh, 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 you're up against it tonight, let me tell you Well, he's got five ticks So I don't know what that means no, that was his own That was Mark Wilson doing yeah. his own Well if he's got five I can get six Right you ready Same set of questions to you Yep Yeah Who was Celtic's manager Immediately after Vim Janssen Pass don't know St Johnson's Ross Callahan Has joined which Scottish club on loan Pass What is the name of Dundee United's <laughs> stadium Tannadish Who did Lauren Shanklin Score his first Scotland goal San against Marino. What was the final score Of last season's Scottish Cup final 2-1 Celtic at Who did Rangers sign Jamie Murphy from Brighton what is the nickname of Airdrionians? Diamonds. Steelman is the mascot of which Premiership Mother. club? I'm actually out of questions. I've only got eight questions tonight. I accidentally <laughs> cut two of them off. I don't think you're going to need them. The final whistle was what upon a us. Bad start, that was. Gary, what do you think? Who was the manager? Oh, do you know what? I'm raging because I'm a Celtic fan, and I, I just my brain froze when I got to the the cup final question. I said two one instead. I said two 0 Right, let's go. So thank God, thank God, and just beat me. Let's find out Celtic's manager Immediately after Vim Janssen was, was Joe Vengloss 1-0 oh. to Gary 2-0 to Gary Ross Callaghan uh, Signed for Dundee From Dundee. St. Johnson Oh no uh, Cal- uh, The name of Dundee United Stadium Is Tanadish So you both got that Ooh. You both got San Marino You pulled one back When you realised That it was 2-1 to Celtic So yeah. Gary's one in front You then equalised When you said that Jamie Murphy signed from Brighton It's all level Airdrionians The oh, Diamonds That's a tiebreaker And you got through To the last question Motherwell And you won it On the <laughs> last question <laughs> oh. Unlucky Gary I'm glad you get me out of, I'm glad you get me out of jail Because I accidentally Cut off questions 9 and 10 I don't know where they're, they're just not on my sheet But it didn't matter anyway And you have won By the slimmest of margins Gary That was well a done, great Dad. effort Thank you Gary well Great done, that's one of two down. I came from. That's arguably the game of the decade so far. That was I good. Say. That wasn't it? What was quick. that? One, two, three, quick. four, five for Gary and six for you. Yeah. Well, well, I couldn't. Good. I couldn't get the diamonds wrong, right? That'd have been impossible. Well, China dice is easy, but the one that really stole it for me, Steelman. Steelman. I know. Jeez, you've got Steelman posters up mm. your wall and everything. You were getting <sighs> anxious there after the first two passes. He was, panicking, panicking, he was getting close yeah, to the mic. And shouting yeah. <laughs> Ross Callagher I had no idea oh, I feel for Gary That was a good effort as well Just Fuck You don't know them Or you don't Gordon Okay 01419511025 On the phones Let's get to This weekend's football Stephen Gerrard says James Tavernier Set to miss a couple of weeks After a small procedure Around his appendix I know how he feels uh, He says the skipper Could have faced longer In the sidelines If it wasn't for The quick work of the club doctor. We had a problem yesterday with uh, Tav. I know there's some rumours circulating that he's going to be missing for six weeks and a couple of months. They aren't true. Uh, he'll probably be missing for a couple of weeks, all being well. He's had a little minor procedure around his appendix, which we've sorted out yesterday. The small procedure went really well, so he'll be missing for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think these situations can be worse. I think they can be up to six weeks and a couple of months if there's complications, if the appendix burst inside, but that wasn't the case. We've managed to get to the situation really early um, so it was at a very early stage so I think when that happens and you get in and the right person gets in and sorts it out it's looking more like uh, a couple of weeks rather than a couple of months which is good news but 
No one wants to lose the captain for one game, never mind a couple. No, he's totally fine in Dubai. Flew back, had a day off, and then the morning we were about to come in, um, it was just getting a bit of an abdominal pain. Wasn't sure what it was, call a doctor. Thankfully, we've got one of the best doctors in the business who uh, sent him to a specialist straight away and we got to the problem pretty early. So it's a short-term thing, Rangers fans, but who should take James Tavernier's place? Is this a nice opportunity to see one of the academy players? I know Nathan Patterson's a right-back, has been getting uh, decent reviews, played in the friendly game, didn't he, over in Dubai? Or is it John Flanagan? Has he been waiting in the wings mm. for a long time? Matt Poster, guys like that. Who should take James Tavernier's place? You tell us. 0141-951-1025. He very rarely misses games. I think he's sat out two... Of Rangers 37 this season One was St Joseph's One was East Fife And if you go back Across the last couple of seasons He's just always there I mean how It's strange You asked us last week I mean who If Rangers had to bring in One player mm-hmm. uh, Or what position I said right back I said he very rarely Misses games And if he gets injured Who's going to come in And the week later He's injured But it'll be a, a bonus To Rangers fans That it's not going to be long term if everything goes right, but it's an interesting one, you know, because it's it'd be quite odd to see a Rangers team without Tavernier, you know, bombing up that right hand side, you know, supplying cross after cross. The one thing's for sure is whoever comes in, they're not going to be as good in terms of assists, but will they be better defensively? So an interesting one, a real opportunity for somebody to come in I, I and th- get a few games. I, I think with the talk, Gordon, I know it was over in Dubai, eh? and Stephen Gerrard was talking about players taking opportunities and some not taking opportunities, but they've got high hopes for the lad Patterson at right back, and apparently played very well. So tomorrow night, and as I say, no disrespect to Sunra, they're going to Ibrox, they don't really stand any chance of winning the game. So it'd be a great opportunity to give the lad a, a, a chance. Uh, Williams, a Rangers fan from Hag Hill. What do you make of that, William? Uh, an injury to James Tavernier. It's not a major one, but he will miss a couple of weeks. No, it's not a major one, but I'm gutted. But I think John Flanagan will play in his place. But I'd rather see uh, one of the youth players, the development players, coming in to gain first team experience. So I would. Yeah, I mean, it's been, we always look at this bit of the cup market, and if you. <laughs> Careful to word these things We don't mean to Disrespect Stranraer But they are obviously Huge underdogs I think that's yeah. safe to say If you can't put An academy player in At this stage At a club like Like Rangers When can you exactly. but, but, but then to be fair How how tough is that On someone like Flanagan, Flanagan Who's waiting for there. his chance Yeah uh, I, I do think it's a perfect Opportunity to, to try out some young kids Rangers have not really had A, a lot of young kids Come through their academy Now they've, they've got a young boy who Who looks promising you need to bod him into the team somehow and, and get him first team uh, minutes. Uh, I mean, going back to my situation, 2000 and, was 2002, 2001, this is where I made my debut at this stage in the Cup, Dundee United against Forest Mechanics. Easy on paper, and it turned out that way I made my debut. And it just gave me minutes around the first team. And it's a perfect opportunity mm-hmm. for the young guy to come in. Totally understand what you're saying, though. If Flanagan's sitting there, of course, but if that's the case and you really want Flanagan to play... But we've Barisic out, you know, and put him at left back. But get a young kid a chance. What about the William? The fact that John Flanagan is naturally right sided, and any chance he gets in teams always at left back. Would this not be a nice chance for him to actually play in what should be a more favoured position? Ah, uh, it should be. Yes, it should be playing at right back, and leave Barisic at left back if he's if he's fully fit. That is. Yeah, I mean, you get that consideration. Gordon Nutty Prince tweeted in. He says, "I think Flanagan deserves a wee shot at his natural position." Well, Tavernier is not there. Yeah, uh, I can understand that. Um, by all reports, he's a terrific professional. Flanagan, he gets on about his business. 
He's waiting for his opportunity Right back is his best position Gordon He's been asked to play left back a few times But right back is his natural position But I just think tomorrow night uh, At home And you're not I don't think Stephen Gerrard will play A lot of young players or fringe players I think he'll play a reasonably strong team So I think that for your learning And your development For a young lad like Patterson to get in there I think it'd be a great opportunity, but I can understand if we would go with Flanagan because they're an experienced player and he wants to keep him ticking over. There are going to be changes, William. Stephen Gerrard confirming that George Edmondson will play as well. What do you make of that? What do you make of Rangers' defensive options overall? Uh, the defensive, the, the defence is all right, but it's not as what I was phoning up about was I don't know if he's a fair, but uh, Leeds United have come in with a bid for Connor Goldson. So they have. And what I want to ask Gordon Mark is if Gerard did sell Goldson, would do you think the Rangers defence would fall apart with him? Leaving. I mean for what it's worth at this moment in time, I don't think that's necessarily confirmed, but well let's let's go with it. It's it's that season if there was to be interest, Stephen Gerald's been pretty consistent, Gordon, that no one's leaving. None of his mm. his, his main bet, players are leaving. Unless it was silly money, Gordon, I don't think it will be I'd be very surprised if the Rangers manager would sell, especially his defence just now. Uh, Golson is a guy that every week he plays, mm-hmm. and it's who plays alongside him. So obviously a Rangers manager rates him very, very highly indeed. Uh, when you're at this stage of the season, uh, you're going for a title, you're sort of at sitting two points behind Celtic with a game in hand. I would be amazed that if Rangers sold any of their players like Golson or... You know, they're top players I would probably think they'll wait to the summer If bids come in Then they can wheel and deal And get other players in But just now I would think it would be It'd be a wrong move to sell them Well, speaking in the opposite direction Stephen Gerrard confirmed that Greg Doherty and Jamie Murphy Are close to leaving on loan He says the close title race makes it tougher to blood youngsters uh, But he says players will be given a chance As long as they're good enough There's a real serious clubbing uh, for, for Doherty Negotiations are ongoing. It, it's getting closer and closer. I predict something could happen in the coming days. With Jamie, it's a, a similar situation, but maybe not as close as Doherty's. Um, but I predict that they will go out, hopefully in a couple of days for their sake, so they can get play, playing football as quick as possible. But, you know, these negotiations sometimes take longer than I want them to take. Um, but in an ideal scenario, I want to see them playing competitive football in, in the coming days rather than weeks. I think it makes it a bit more tougher, of course it does, yeah, but it's pretty simple my message to the academy players, if they're good enough and they're good enough consistently and they come over when they train with us or they get the opportunities, if they show that they're better than the people that are in the place who've got the shirt, we'll look at it and analyse it very seriously. I'm someone who's from an academy, I want to give them an opportunity and a taste for it. But I'm not someone who buys into all this, all my pathways blocked and oh but my agent's got seven other teams waiting for me here there and everything. I'm not interested in it all. If you if you want to play for Rangers and you're good enough, you'll get there. William, what do you make of the the business at the moment? Most of it's going out the way and in fact the chances of Rangers bringing anyone in look not too likely. I take it are you happy enough with that? No, I'm not happy with it. It's completely dead. You look at it, the other side of Glasgow Celtic, they've already bought, brought two players in. And it's over five million they're spent, and Stephen Gerrard doesn't even look to anybody he bring in. He just sends out out the door. I mean, I, whether it's in loan or uh, selling them or 
leaving, letting them go. I think you know I think I, William, it's good business getting players out that's not going to feature. Because what, what, what do up Rangers wages? need? We've said this before. How do you guarantee that you get someone in that, that mm. proves you? you I I, st- I still think Gordon, and I know that you can have all the arguments in the world. I think going for a title this season, and a lot of Rangers fans really are confident. Celtic fans are confident they'll retain it, but. I think that to cover yourself, and I know it's hard, I would certainly look at centre forward. Mm. See the January window, it's a disruption to managers because they are before the window, uh, you know, open. Stephen Gerrard, he's delighted with what his team's done. You know, he they've went to Celtic Park, they've won, they've got a game in hand at the top of the league, and they've went away to Dubai. And the window opens, he's not done any business, and there will be fans out there going, Oh this is a joke He's not added anybody You know This is all We're behind already And you think Well When play stopped Rangers Were in a good place In a good place mentally It's almost If you don't sign anybody You've went backwards And it's not often the case If you've got a settled 11 With a strong bench mm-hmm. There's cases sometimes That you may look at your squad And go Don't need to add anybody here OK William and Haghill Thank you very much for the call 0141 Celtic fans It looks like you're closing in On Ismailia Sorrow As the second signing After Patrick Clamalla Playing Partick Thistle This weekend So this is a good time For you to get in touch 0141 We're going to get A full time teaser And this is it I, I, Mark yeah. Wilson's been doubting me For weeks The jumper's on I am leaving this <laughs> studio The jumper's see on that I button, you're See that flashing button As soon as that presses, I'm going to press it I am leaving Who's giving us the teaser, me? I'll be in touch Ooh. With the teaser What did we do after the <laughs> Seriously, what yeah. did we do after Don't worry, I'll, I'll take it up from here I'm serious yeah, yeah. You ready? Yeah, go Good luck Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, although they're not exactly here with me because I'm about to head over the Erskine Bridge and go to Glasgow <laughs> Airport and go on my holidays. And you two, hopefully, haven't bumped the studio down yet. Still with me? Uh, we're still there, yeah. We're speaking to the invisible man. But I'll tell you what, it's the best you've looked. But that's Everything a new okay. jumper you've got on. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. you've actually left your work. <laughs> He's away to, to go on holiday. What uh-huh. a job lets that happen exactly. oh, come on. You must are... have the best contract no, no, I've no, ever no, heard of Think about it These are outstanding circumstances Remember the last time Remember the appendix Remember <laughs> you having to come and do the show from the living room Exactly, this the best contract ever It's a one-off thing ah. uh, t- Tell me something as no, nervous no, is, driver is, taking you, you to, to the airport You had to let me rebook it Gordon is a nervous yes, driver taking you to the David the driver, he is He's, uh, he's doing a good job so far He's got the sat-nav on He's definitely within the speed limit Let me assure you Yeah And uh, we're fine I'll yeah, tell you what bridge, Are we, uh, yeah, are we see, allowed um, to look Press any of these buttons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah Because we're never usually allowed No But what no, happens I would, if we I would advise that you step away From the buttons <laughs> I do have a full-time teaser for you If you want <laughs> oh, it Yeah, yeah, yeah Go, go, go We'll see full-time the answers once anyone. the break right. comes up Let's do it So the question the question is this Celtic last lost to Partick Thistle in May 1995. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. oh. We didn't hear you. What would you say? 1995. We got to. Yeah. I, I, I see. He's, he's lost it. He's. Right, I'll tell you reception. what. It is. Celtic last lost to Partick Thistle in May 1995. Mm hmm. Can you name Celtic's starting 11? 
Now Mark 95. I know you're not very good at this Celtic ha- last lost to Partick Thistle in May 1995 Can you name Celtic starting 11 I've got them here so we're okay You've not got the answer so we- uh, <laughs> Right <laughs> Gordon Marshall Maybe No 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 Gordon Marshall Have you got the answers there Gordon 95 Of course I do Oh, uh, right, okay. uh, um, Tom Boyd must have been on it Yes, Tom yes, Boyd Yes, what a well start yep. so You don't have a goalie yet But you've got Tom Boyd Gordon Marshall I just said Gordon Marshall Did <laughs> you? No I'm too busy See hosting the show Gordon deck. Marshall two minutes ago Still not Gordon Marshall <laughs> I feel like Anne and Deck here yeah, You think you're going to holiday We'll be uh, in the jungle next year Let's see Tony Mowbray <laughs> Tony Mowbray Yes, yes. Tony Mowbray yeah. Mark My, my favourite well, manager Tony Mowbray Listen I'm going back four here Mark McNally Wouldn't he be part of that Would he? No No, no he was 94 I played against Mark McNally Paul McStay Yes John Collins Okay we'll leave it there That's a good start You've got three of the 11 so far So you've got Boyd Mowbray And McStay Gordon I'm actually just going over The Erskine Bridge at the moment And mm-hmm. I can see the the Erskine Bridge Hotel. Did you not stay over there before the cup final? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nip, nip by the car park. I've, I'll tell you a story. I'll show you exactly where to go. Eh? No, 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 because I've heard that story Pretty before, much. and that's not. Pretty much me was that. Keep driving, mate. Keep driving. I'll tell you what. Why don't we look ahead to Celtic's game with Partick Thistle on Saturday? We'll hear about from Ian McCall. He says that you know the game will be so tough because of just how far ahead the old firm are at the moment. Uh, but he says despite that he's looking forward to it and it's not an impossible task it's incredibly hard you know we just um, I mean there's a big motivation thing we could be the team these players could be the players that stop the whatever it is so but listen Celtic and Rangers are I don't think there's been a time in recent years when they've been so far ahead of the rest they were when I certainly played but it's, 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 it's come like that again so it's, it's going to be incredibly hard and you know we'll need to get by in 35-40% possession if that we need to do an awful lot of running. We'll need a bit of luck. But cup football all over the world shows that you know you can win any game of football. Given your predicament we are on the table, is this the sort of game that you could do without? I mean, no, no, absolutely not. I think we'll make a bit of money out of it. That might provide another two players. So, no. Well, listen, we're really looking forward to it, and it'd be great to see Furhill full. Unfortunately, it won't be full of Red and Yellow. <laughs> he's a good pal of mine, as everybody knows, and he's. I think he's vastly underrated, although I think people are changing their opinions of that now. So Yeah, great. I mean, and he's coming at a time where there is now a, a serious challenge, which uh, which makes it really, really tough. But I think both the st- managers and staff of the two clubs now are, are top-notch. Uh, so what do you make of Celtic at the moment? Mark Wilson, Patrick Lamala signed for a couple of million, few million earlier in the week. It looks like sorrow will follow so that's a, a striker and a sort of holding defensive midfield type what do you make of it yeah uh, listen Patrick Kamal I think was needed um, I'm probably like the majority of the Celtic fans he's one that nobody knows that much about you know he's got a decent a decent record um, for a probably you know average team uh, and it's not one that set everybody alight but I think he'll be a work in progress Somebody who can play second fiddle to Edward We chatted about it so much time on it, so many times on the show About Celtic bringing in or spending big in a striker And we're saying, well, they only play with one up front So who's going to take that role on and sit on the bench While they've got odds in Edward I think Kamal will be the, 
the one that could do that. Um, you know, reports are here. He, he, he's quick. He's direct. Uh, it might just be a different option uh, for the Celtic up front. And of course, Lee Griffiths is still there now. We, we're not sure how much a part he'll play in the second half of the season. You would like to think going away to Dubai and getting a second pre-season un, under his belt, it would have sharpened him up. So, three strikers there is exactly what you need uh, for the second half Don't of the season. Don't mention Dubai tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon might never I, get there. I, I actually think he's in the other room. I don't believe he's in the car. Peep the horn. Peep the horn. <laughs> I can assure you, I am. Uh, I am well on the way. Two miles to Glasgow Airport. The sign says I'm nearly there. Ah, fantastic. Nip any duty free. I need some aftershave. Ah, but in terms of the uh, tie coming up. Signing? In terms of the tie coming up. I mean, for Celtic, I think it's an ideal one. For Ian McCall. I'm not so sure I, I mean it's it's great to get one of the big boys in your place and fill it I'm pretty sure though Ian McCall would have taken a smaller side and progressed to the next round and and installed a wee bit of confidence that, I know he's got a couple of new signings in himself but I think he would have rather I think, I, I a, a think smaller side well I don't, I don't Mark no. because they, they could get a smaller side at, uh, at home and the crowd you think of the crowd they're going to get right mm. they're going to get a good paycheck out of it they'll probably help eating in January uh, transfer to try and maybe strengthen his team again he obviously needs it to get himself up the league I think it's a terrific game um, nobody expects him to get anything out of it um, I just think it's a good game for him and I think it's a good game for Celtic to sharpen him up before the league but campaign he's just been thumped 4-1 for Dundee United at home yeah, I but, mean the but, last thing you want is Celtic coming back refreshed for Dubai if you get thumped 4-0 with Celtic nobody's got to bother uh, listen I think everybody's expecting maybe Celtic to score 3 or 4 so nobody's got to bother if it goes the other way and it's a 2-0 or a 2-1 then think of the confidence but I think for clubs like Partick the now Stranra it's all about the paycheck yes it can be cup upsets of course it can but I just think coming back for Dubai looking forward to the game fresh all their fitness under their belt now I think that the two teams will be too strong mm. You can still call in by the way This is where it could really go wrong If you give those two a call When I'm not there to keep an eye on them So it's 01419511025 as always uh, Do get in touch Let them know what's on your mind uh, Gordon, I'm just actually pulling into the airport very soon But what yeah. about Ismelia Sorrow? It looks like that move is getting closer I think when we discussed this previously You didn't think Celtic needed a midfielder You were surprised if they were rumoured to be after one and yep. now looks like they're going to get one what, what do you make of it? I, I'm still surprised Gordon unless it's just one of those deals that they think right okay it's for longer term we can uh, develop this lad and we're getting him at a good price just now we can then sell him on in years to come he'll be a part of it I, I think Celtic are overloaded in the middle of the part I think they've got enough quality there I don't think they need anyone in that position just now I'd be probably looking a bit of maybe cover at the defence but they've went for the midfield player he's 21 he fits the bill he fits he ticks all the boxes for Celtic so obviously they feel that he can um, add something to the squad Yeah, right, Jay Gordon you where are, where are you? Uh, in the, uh, just are you pulling in? in? Just making sure we're in the right lane. Mm. We're going to the drop-off pick. Ah, oh, he's rubbing it in now. Just yeah. sure we're in the right lane. Everybody yeah, uh, in, in the west like... of Scotland hates you right now. Right. You know, uh, uh, 
It's like Annika Rice, isn't it? We were wondering where he is. Make sure <laughs> you give challenge. the driver two pound coins to get out. <laughs> you my challenge. Get, get an airport security staff to give a shout out. <laughs> Oh, well, enough. When we pull into the car park, I wonder if because you, you know you two are very popular on a Thursday night. I'm sure loads of people are listening. I wonder if we can uh, get get some horns beeping for anyone who's listening. Well, yeah, get a, a horn. A, uh, a beat horn. Give a horn. In, in Come honor on. of Mark Wilson and Gordon Beer. <laughs> I don't uh, think Mark, so. Mark, on a more serious note, yeah. you are just you're wriggling out of the question. What about Celtic signing that midfielder, or certainly getting closer? Yeah. Um, Pretty much the same as does to be to be honest. I, I know they've let Sinclair and Morgan go. I know they're wingers, but you know Scott Brown. I suspected that he would play less games this year. It's not it's not uh, turned out to be that way. He's playing almost every game. Cal McGregor. I don't think you're going to displace him. I think the break will do these players uh, good. Is he going to break those two up? I'm not so sure. I don't know if it was a, a priority position. Um, when you let two wingers go. I would have liked to have seen another wide player perhaps coming in James Forrest I love James Forrest I love what he's done for Celtic for 10 years I think he needs some real challenge to that position and I thought that might have been one that Celtic may have looked at I think every other position they're, they're probably covered for that OK the players haven't shown great form in the, in the last couple of weeks uh, before the break and uh, uh, all over the side but I think coming back from Dubai having a freshness having a real appetite they'll be fine just in the wide areas we're letting two go I would have thought that would have been a more pressing position to fill but that may still be the case Gordon it's, it's right, still plenty of time I'm just getting out of the mm. car now don't let me interrupt you I'm just uh, just arriving just getting out of the car so you two just carry on carry on you ready to really take the reins on your own because I promised you it was going to happen is it, is but that, I still think you're kidding is that you away well uh, I'm, I'm at the front door of, mm-hmm. of Glasgow Airport I can see yeah. it in front of me remember this is as nine weeks ago I got this far and then I turned round and ended up in Wisher General so yeah. it could still it could still go you wrong see there's there's something disappointing about that full situation I, you know not to be bad but you know I was hoping there was a wee bit a wee bit the last call finer for cut you know <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping there was <laughs> a hold up Nerskin <laughs> Bridge or something with, and you were panicking with passenger Duncan please well let's be honest I've not, made it, I've not made it through security yet it was a backlog. <laughs> still a few hurdles to overcome. No, no, well, and I'm glad dark, you made so it. So I can't see the full time teaser answers. I've got the full time teaser in front of me and I can't really see the answers. I've seen that, we forgot uh, about a that. Lovely, uh, first bus, so I'll just use the lights. Right, go one one last go at the teaser before I leave. Jackie McNamara. Jackie no. McNamara. Your, your vote was John Collins. Nope. I said Collins. Yes. Charlie Nicholas. Yes. Nope. Jerry Craney. Oh, there it is. Last call. No. <laughs> Last call. <laughs> Last call for Duncan. <laughs> Just keep his own through security. <laughs> see how uh, that works. Stick, stick the boy on in the security, see if he's getting any answers for us, would you? Uh, Simon Donnelly. I don't want to cause drama. Simon Donnelly. Right, any more? One last go. Simon Donnelly? No. John right. Hughes. No. <laughs> he says no before you even no. said John Hughes okay. here. Yeah. I don't think it's the Celtic You go go away and enjoy your holiday Please We'll be fine Please don't do anything stupid Don't Don't. burn it down Don't press any buttons It needs to still be there next week Okay Enjoy yourself Gordon Hope you make it through security (laughs) Actually make it on the plane this time Mark and Gordon will be back after these 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Thursday's Clyde Super Scoreboard with myself, Mark Wilson, and Dazzler. And in case you weren't listening, in case you're wondering what's going on, Gordon Duncan, uh, away in holiday. Unbelievable to Dubai and left me and Daz. This is a big control. <laughs> this is a big night for us. We could end up with our own show. Exactly. If, you, if, if you do okay here, Deck, we'll be fine. <laughs> Glad you said Deck there. <laughs> You're going to call me something else. <laughs> ah, but listen, uh, you know, it's, uh, producer Andy's gave us a piece of paper there, and you know that we intro and anything else we can think of speaking. Of. I don't know Is that be football? Can I be, <laughs> can I be yeah. <laughs> What are you doing What are you having for your dinner? No it's all, it's all about Scottish Cup weekend Obviously uh, Andy And the Rangers play Tomorrow night against to, Andy's Sunbar. not supposed to be here Supposed sorry, to be me and you Sorry Dick. I'm the presenter <laughs> And obviously Celtic and Partick Thistle On Saturday And uh, Motherwell My home team Playing Dundee Late kickoff Saturday night. I wonder what the Mullerwell fans think are. So, any questions at all, anything you want to talk about, whether it's football related or not, please phone in on 0141 951 1025. What do you he's, think of that, Dan? He's went all professional. Unbelievable. You went to a different level. Anyway, we've got Alec on the phone. Want to talk to us about potentially Celtic's new signing. Alec, what do you think? Yeah. Think there's a position that Celtic needed to fill? Hi, Mark. Hi, hi, Gordon. Hi, Alec. Right, right, talk about Love Island <laughs> Yeah, we've got 15 minutes to fill You just fire away, talk about what you want <laughs> I've got a text <laughs> uh, they, I, uh, I, It looks now like this boy's on his way uh, Obviously I watched a, a, a wee video clip of him And the boy looks apart And I know that you know you can't really tell a lot for, for, You know, we've had that in the past But, you know, looking at the boy Obviously I watched that a couple of times, you know he, he, he comes deep, he picks a pass, he's been by like three, I don't know what kind of level it is there, there but he's been by like three and four players and, you know, we all know that Bruni's not getting any, any younger and we're coming into a, a massive part at the end of this season and I think it's going to be the climaxes of all climaxes. So, you know, it might need to be that we go to Ibrox or something like that and we need to play uh, McGregor, Bruni and this boy, you know what I mean? Because, let's be honest, we got bullied the cup final and at Parkhead and we can't afford for that to happen again so uh, I think it, it could be a good time when this boy's coming in Yeah, it'll be interesting Alec to see what he brings to Celtic um, I do think looking at the window just now um, I would probably go for cover in the defence a little bit I think that you're you're talking about Scott Brown Scott Brown's getting better wage as far as I'm concerned um, you look at the middle of the park with McGregor in there and Cham is what a three, four yeah. million pound player that can play in that position. You've got Tom Rogic that's been out the team. You've got obviously Ryan Christie with his injury, and we, we know that. But I think they've got bags of you know potential in there to change their formation, uh, bring in different players. I just, I just think the Celtic have looked at this young boy and thought the timing's right. Bring him in. Whether they're going to put him in right away, I don't know. You're talking about well, they might put him in against. Uh, Rangers Ibrox but that's a massive game you'll need to see how the young boy settles into uh, Glasgow how he settles into the new club how he settles into the, the pace of Scottish football but obviously Celtic have done their homework on him all the boxes are ticked they think it's worth uh, bringing the lad in but 
I wouldn't be surprised before a window closes at Celtic add another player. I, I think you're spot on there with what you say is about in charm. Now in charm for me when he played in that holding defensive role was probably one of the best midfielders in Scotland. You know, and he was getting linked by 14 million quid move away because of his performances. You know, if McGregor and Brown aren't at it and Cham's there to fill in, so how much game time is this Sorrow boy Sorrow going to get? You know, Abui Kouassi, he was brought in for millions of pounds and Celtic fans had big high hopes for him and he's disappeared. You know, I wonder how much an impact he would have, you know... Is it a signing for the future? Is it a signing for right now? <clears throat> As I say, I think a wide, a player in a wide position was probably a, a better bet. But there's still plenty of time. You know, all the business can be, can be done in the early part uh, of the season. So anyway, we'll wait to see. But thanks very much, Alex, for calling in. Teaser. <laughs> Are you okay to read that? Listen, I said to Andy, reading, th- <laughs> reading things and speaking at the same time uh, is, is not the same. For anyway, you, listen, answers in a full time teaser. Got any more? Uh, I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go right, for well, a couple. I'm going to go for a couple. So you know, I've got the answers. And just to let people, I, I, we don't know the answers. Genuinely don't. So we genuinely don't. Andy, who's supposed to be invisible yeah. here, is going to press a. A button I've got to, uh, I've I've got, got some got to say No wonder he's invisible With that jersey We're going right. to go I'm going to go Malky Mackay At that stage No Mark Malky Mackay I've had an electric shock I tell you what Brian O'Neill What's that Yes, yes. yes. Brian O'Neill okay. right, I'll tell you another one I've not, uh, This tell is you, brilliant no, I thought Tosh McKinley Oh Tosh McKinley Did I not say Tosh McKinley No Yes McKinley Right I thought This might be the era Where Decanio Paul Decanio Involved mm. Awful answer Should you do that one more time <laughs> Striker Big Pierre Van Hoydonk Yes oh. Okay so What we're we looking for I think we're looking for Two Maybe Two No Peter Grant Peter Grant in Yes We're looking for two now So don't give us a three fingers no. Andy We're looking for yeah. two now We don't I tell, I tell you, I, I've got to say, I'm very pleased. We're doing a terrific job here. I, I don't think we need Duncan. I think I think we've saved Radio Clyde some money. No. I, I think next week it'll be, please join <laughs> Anne and Dick or Jack and Victor. <laughs> Listen, well, we'll see how this goes. We've got Kenny the Jambo on the, on the phone. Kenny, how do you think Hearts will fare? Against our old side Airdrie. Airdrie's not been, the, not been the same since we left them, but <laughs> near our hearts. You've read my mind, Mark. I was actually going to say that to start with, Ken. It would be me versus you, uh, the old team, the old injury management team, and is it directory, Pitbull Gordon? I uh, don't know. Uh, or, or top man, whatever one you want to go. <laughs> top <laughs> No, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to Daniel Stendhal's first uh, tendency is how he's uh, going to play the team. Well, he had to make, he had to make some changes. Didn't he? he came in and made some drastic calls. Don't know if it's. I don't know if I agreed with the way he's treated certain individuals. I don't know what you think about it, Kenny, because you've obviously seen these guys play. But he had to put his stamp on the team. He's made a stance. He's got rid of big characters, and you know, there's not much room for failure now. You know, he needs to put his stamp on it Kenny, as of th- now. Sorry, sorry, uh, Deck or whatever. I'm, I'm going to call you. I'll, I'll call you something after the show. Um, I think it's a hard shift for him, Kenny. I really do. I think he's come into a club that at the top isn't right for me. I don't think you sh- should have 
Uh, and I'm not I'm not having a go at Craig Levine and uh, you know what I mean. I'm definitely not. And Austin McPhee, I'm not having a go at them. They had a go at being the manager there. Didn't work. Craig Levine's a great legend at the club. Austin McPhee, by all accounts, is a terrific coach. But I think you need to clear the decks. I know what he's doing with the experienced players. He wants his own players in. Remember, he's not got a lot of time to work because Hearts are sitting in a real bad position just now. Mm. Kenny, do you actually think it's a, a potent, well, a potential banana skin at home? You've not been great at home this year, Airdrie, you know, flying high in League One. Well, uh, definitely, definitely, Mark. It could be. Uh, I've got the unfortunate bit with my laddies training that I walk out and you see these first team players and speak to Ian Murray being the Hearts jumbo thing. You know, yeah, that's the difference. That's the difference now, no, Kenny. Airdrie have got a good manager in place and. They'll always be organised and looking <laughs> forward to that game against Hearts at <laughs> Kenny, thanks for calling in. Uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that game. I think Hearts will see that one through, though. They can, surely they can. I've, I've got to say, I think it will be a difficult game, Mark, but I do think that Hearts need to start winning. And the Cup's a good relief for them from the pressure mm. they've been bought by the Premier League. Right, enough about hearts. Anyway, teaser. Yeah. Last three. We have got three. We have got three. After over a presenting gig, I analysed your presenting gig, and I thought, nah. Listen, we'll just we'll just go with me. So it's a, it's a one man show. Keep this up. <laughs> right, teaser. Right. I've been told we need a goalie. We need a goalie. Aye, aye. Because I feel them were wrong. No, I'm thinking goalkeeper. We had Gordon Marshall. Yeah, no. Brian Kerr. No, Brian Kerr. Brian Kerr. Brian Kerr no, Stuart Kerr Stuart Kerr Stuart Kerr Brian Kerr None of the cares You've Get no care. idea where I'd like to put that um, uh, Come on go Tell me something Was Rudy Vata in Celtic at that time? Mm. Mm. Right we're struggling now uh, yeah, Right like, oh. okay it's time for clues <laughs> Who's going to give us a clue? <laughs> <laughs> Come on this is, uh, We've never seen this potential problem coming uh, right. we this oh, is like oh, I when, oh, we get charades oh, Right go on Charades This is go. like when you You get an empty Your man dad goes out And then oh, you get in a wee bit of bother You don't know how to make the dinner Or something You need clues And you kind of get in touch with them <laughs> I know <laughs> they've, t- they've, <laughs> turned, <laughs> they've turned the phone off Go, go on the phone that Emirates flight And see if we can get put back to George Gordon. Cadet Did I say George Cadet? No <laughs> Right Anyway Arthur Boris was too thing, oh, yeah. 95 Was it 95? Aye See, this is the problem. It's 95. You're 10 year out with your guesses. Goalkeeper starts with P. Peter. P. Peter. Paul. Pat. Pat Bonner. Pat Bonner. No way. What's that? Pat Bonner. There. It's <laughs> the Ali Candy's close. I know. I was dead. Tommy Pearson. Coyne. Starts with P. Peter. Paul. Peter. Quick. Nah. Phil Phil O'Donnell Phil Of course Zaz, Do we get them all? No One more Wait for Morton One more Simon Donnelly Wasn't he one was he? Starts with W W Last name kind of A bird Willie uh, Faulkner Willie Faulkner <laughs> Do you not play with him? No uh, Right Anyway Zaz Right okay Listen I'll see you Well thanks for joining us anyway um, Andrew McLean On the Mora Night With Jim Duffy And Hugh Keevans To chat about all the stuff Me and Daz we're off for Aren't a new contract <laughs> talk about Anyway, Callum Gallagher up next at 8 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.